1: Why don't we all just turn our palms towards heaven? Come on, the Holy Spirit is here. Holy Ghost, I pray you would fall today on every single person that has walked in these doors. God, we don't want to service with nice words. We want power. We want to be a church of power. We want to be a church of presence. We want to be a church of the anointing. Father, that when you're in the building anything is possible come on if you need healing in your body right now I just want you to receive it in Jesus name Holy Spirit I thank you for healing touching every body in pain in sickness every diagnosis I break your power and I loose your grip on people in Jesus name holy spirit i thank you for healing going right through this congregation in jesus name in jesus name i just saw the pains so i got to pray for the pains calvin and norma can i pray for you guys i just want to pray for you guys and your little cutie Isla, Oh, look at her. She's asleep. Am I that boring? Okay. (laughs) Father, I thank you for this amazing couple. And Lord, I thank you that, Lord, that they have put up their hand to lead. Lord, they've stepped out in faith in so many different times actually in their marriage. And Lord, they've done it again. And I just see like a, you know, like the song that we sang that, we lay down our, our crowns, we lay down our agenda, we, we surrender to whatever it is that God wants and, I, and, and God is a rewarder of those who, who seek him and so Lord I just pray for blessing in this next season God that as they've put their hand up you would put your hand down and Lord you would touch every part of their life, their family God whatever they're believing for another stream of income Just see another stream of income. Not sure if you're believing for that, Father, but I thank you for blessing. I thank you for favor on this beautiful family and this beautiful little girl. Lord, help her to grow and be strong. I pray for an angel to be assigned to her life that would never leave her, that would always be with her. Lord, that she would grow up in the house of God, loving God, loving prayer, loving worship making great decisions, being wise beyond our years. So, Lord, I thank you for this beautiful family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One more time, why don't we thank God? <laughs> Worship team, what have you guys done to me? You brought heaven in here. You brought heaven in here. All right. All right. Well, we can get into this message. My, my goal tonight is, I'm actually not preaching on Connect Group. Sorry, everyone. Um, but I'm preaching on, my goal tonight is you would connect with, with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit. So it kind of is like connects, you know. It's kind of connect. It's kind of connect. Well, you can be seated. Punch somebody on the way down. Thank you, worship team. See you guys out in a little bit. Man, oh man, oh man, man, oh man, oh man. What a fun Wednesday night. Look at you guys. You guys are on fire tonight. That doesn't happen if everyone here is just, you know, arms crossed, like, what is this? That only happens when people are leaning in, when people come with expectation, creates an atmosphere for the power of God to to flow, um, and so... Uh, Man, Wednesday nights have just been so, so powerful. Um, I think it's the Balbejo combo. Balbejo valley combo. Balbejo mission, maybe. We don't want to go to a valley. We want to be on a mission. How's that? Pastor Quacha, did you feel the Holy Ghost on that one? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Well, hey, I I want to... Speak as fast as I can because I do want to pray um, at the end of the service for, for some people. Um, but I want to ask this question. How many of the fellas remember, and, and, and ladies too, remember growing up and dressing up as like your favorite superhero? Maybe getting costumes, running around. Some of the ladies, the other day we were on a hike and, this, and we, were, we were hiking up, uphill for like two miles um, or 1.6 miles or whatever it was, and there was this little girl in her Elsa princess dress with Crocs walking up the hill. And I was like, that is amazing. That is amazing. Um, but I, I, remember, I remember doing that. I know some of you probably still dress up like for Comic-Con or something like that. Some of y'all. You don't have to raise your hand, though. <laughs> But I know when I was a kid, I used to dress up as like superheroes. And I don't know, I was thinking about um, I don't know if like we didn't have money growing up, or my mom and dad just didn't want to get me like a Superman costume. Um, or maybe I was just like old school blue collar. Because all I needed was a towel and a pin. What are those pins called? Safety pin and a safety pin. And I remember, I remember the like like it was yesterday, the pale yellow towel and the safety pin. And we had a blue couch in the living room with flowers and I would jump off the couch and I would fly <laughs> for like a second. And then I would run down to my neighbor's house to see if the cape would fly behind me. And I, and I was like a superhero. Like I, I was ready to take on the bad guys. And, uh, and so I, I remember that like, like it was yesterday. And I also remember like it was yesterday, my kids, my boys. It's like something shifts when you put on a costume. Like you go from like an ordinary little boy to like an extraordinary young man or whatever. I don't know. Muscles grow. Your mindset changes. You become like fearless. Pain doesn't hurt anymore. But something shifts when you put the, the costumes on these kids. They go like crazy. And uh, they wouldn't cry. They would, just, they would just fight. And they would do that all day long. There's something about when you step into a uniform or a costume, you become a different person. One of my favorite superheroes is Iron Man. And uh, Iron Man steps into this iron suit And all of a sudden, he becomes this powerful force for good. His weaponry goes to a whole new level. He can see things that he couldn't see before. He becomes this powerful person. He was a regular person until he stepped into this iron suit. And then he became supernatural. He became a super power. And it's the same thing in the kingdom. God wants to give you a costume. He wants you to step into New clothing that will take you from a regular person, a natural person, to a supernatural human being. God wants to make you a supernatural hero. Not just a superhero, but a supernatural hero. In Luke 24 49, it says this I am going to, to Jesus speaking, I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. God wants to clothe you with power. He wants to give you a costume that will take you from ordinary to extraordinary, from natural to supernatural. He wants to make you a supernatural hero. And here's, here's the, the, the picture that I get, and it's Iron Man. And I got another video for you. I wanna show you this video because this is what I think of when I think of stepping into something supernatural. Can you guys show this video? Iron Man, he steps into this iron suit and watch out. He just kicks that car, becomes a supernatural, powerful being for good. Matthew 3.11 says this, I indeed baptize you, Jesus speaking, or sorry, John the Baptist speaking, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Acts 1, 4 to 5, verse 8 says, And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded the disciples not to depart from Jerusalem. So he says to them, initially, he says, Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. But then he comes to them, he says, Before you go, I want you to wait in Jerusalem. Do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise, the Holy Ghost, of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for truly... Uh, for truly, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 8, but you shall receive power, say power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness for me in Jerusalem, Judea, uh, and to the ends of the earth, Samaria to the ends of the earth. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is you going from ordinary to extraordinary, you going from natural. To supernatural. You go in like Iron Man, stepping into that iron suit, and all of a sudden your weaponry, your resources increase, and you become an unbeatable force for good. That word power is dunamis in the Bible. It's, it means miraculous power, ability, abundance of might, strength, violence. Come on the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Sometimes we need a little bit of violence on the inside of us. It means a mighty wonderful work. Tonight I want to talk to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was I was mulling over what to say this I think this is my first Wednesday of the year and I said well, how can we set up the congregation for the most powerful 2024 that they could possibly have? And the thing I thought about was, man, we got to get people baptized in the Holy Ghost. we got to put on the suit. we got to take you from natural to supernatural. In Acts 4.13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. I was reading this years ago and I said, well, what's the difference? They'd already he'd already been with Jesus for like three and a half years, but they never said they looked like Jesus. They never said, "Man, they, they were never astonished at the boldness of the disciples." So it's like, what happened? Why now do they recognize them as being like Jesus or been with Jesus? And the only thing that changed was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. That was verse, or that was chapter four in verse two. The day of Pentecost had come. And now they were bold. I got to tell you, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, boldness went to a whole new level. That was one of the things that, that landed on me was boldness for the kingdom of God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't so you can get goosies. It's so you can change the world. Come on, so you can heal the sick, raise the dead, preach the gospel, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. That's what the baptism of the Holy Ghost is when you step into that that costume, and it all happened, Acts 2, 1-4, to 120 disciples are in the upper room, and it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, kind of like today, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Man, I got to tell you, uh, they were up in the upper room for 10 days, wondering. Jesus just said, stay there. He didn't say what was going to happen. He just said, stay Until you get clothed with power. So they're up there for for 10 days wondering, what is this power going to be like? What's this power going to look like? And then suddenly, I feel like when I started coming to Awaken Church, suddenly everything changed. I feel like when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, suddenly everything changed. I've been dreaming, I've been praying, I've been believing, and suddenly everything changed. Some of you have been believing for something, I'm telling you, suddenly everything's going to change tonight. Suddenly, everything is going. To, suddenly, you're going to get healed. Suddenly, you're going to find that relationship. Suddenly, you're going to start that business. Suddenly, you're going to get that seed money. Suddenly, you're going to get back together with your wife or spouse. Suddenly, your kids are going to come back to Christ. Suddenly, something's going to shift in Jesus' name. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Even you in the back are about to get touched by the Holy Ghost. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then Peter goes out and he preaches a message he did never ever prepare for, 3,000 people get saved, and he points to Joel 2.28 in the Old Testament, he said, this is what Joel was talking about. Joel said, uh, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, it's for everybody, My sons and daughters will begin to prophesy. They'll begin to see the things that God sees. Start having visions and dreams. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you're going to start to see things differently. You're going to start to speak with a new language. Pastor Juergen says the, the reason the first thing that happened when they got baptized with the Holy Spirit is they started to speak in other tongues, speak in other languages that they didn't learn. They didn't even know what they were saying because it stopped them from messing up their life. The first thing that happens when the Holy Ghost comes on is he changes your language. You start speaking positive, you start speaking bold, you start speaking strong. You start prophesying and declaring things into your future. You stop believing life's hard, and you start believing God is big. You start believing for the impossible. Some of you might be here, and you might be new, and, and, and as soon as somebody fell down, you might have been like, "Oh shoot, what was that? This this one of those churches? People fakely fall over. I used to think that a long time ago. I didn't grow up in a church like this. I didn't grow up in a church where there was power. I didn't grow up in a church where stuff actually happened. Everything was theory. No experiences. I like experiences. I like testimonies. I like breakthrough. I like seeing stuff happen. I like seeing results. I like seeing the Holy Ghost come in and knock somebody off their feet. Come on, if the God of the universe can at least knock you over, is he really that powerful? That's what I like to tell people. (laughs) Some of you might be here and you might say, well, well, what do you mean the baptism of the the Holy Spirit? I thought when you got saved, when you accepted Jesus into your life, you received the Holy Spirit, and you're exactly right. You're 100% right. When you ask Jesus into your life, you receive. The Spirit of God, the Bible says that the Spirit of Jesus comes to live on the inside of you as a receipt that you're going to heaven, as a receipt that you're saved. So, so, so when you get saved, it's like you get filled up with the Holy Ghost, like water, like this bottle. The, 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 the Holy Ghost goes in you, goes in you, and you get saved, and you're going to heaven. So what's the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The baptism of the Holy Spirit is when you take this same bottle and you submerge it in water, and then it comes all around you. That's why I like to say when the Holy Ghost is in me, the Holy Ghost is on me, the Holy Ghost is around me. So when I lay my hands on somebody, it's not just my hands, it's laced with the Holy Ghost. So when you touch somebody, it's like, this is, that's the Holy Ghost. It's not me. When I speak the words, it's like the, the, the words that I speak are laced with the Holy Spirit. The power. The Bible says the word of God is, is life and it's spirit and it's life. So when you speak, it's like the Spirit of God bringing life to people, bringing life to people. Typically, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate experience than your salvation experience. Typically, sometimes it can happen at the same time. But typically, it's a separate experience. Even in the Bible, it's kind of like a separate experience when you, for the most part, when you, when you read throughout the Bible. The Bible says this in John 20, 19 to 22. This is the resurrected Christ coming into his disciples. It says, then the same day at evening, he just rose from the dead, being of the first day of the week when the doors were shut. I love that. The doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, and Jesus came and stood in their midst. He just came through the wall. And he says to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad that they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So, just like in the Garden of Eden, God breathed on Adam and he was born. Jesus comes in the midst of the disciples and he breathes on them and they're born again. They received the Holy Spirit, they're saved. But then he says, Now I want you to go make disciples, but wait until you are clothed with power. So, they had already received the Holy Spirit, they were saved but they had yet to be empowered. They had yet to be baptized. They had yet to be submerged in the Holy Spirit. Why did Jesus do it like that? I don't know. He just did. I just think it's cool. You can have another experience. And guess what? You, you, you don't have to just be baptized once. The Bible says to be continually filled with the Holy Ghost. One, the, the first time kind of unlocks things, and then we leak, and so we need another baptism. We need another baptism. We need another baptism. A lot of you know my story. I'm going to make it quick, but I, I, I we came to this church, and, and we didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. I started to hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I started to read books, and the one thing that I can say when I started to read all of these books of the heroes of the faith, the people that were seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, is they, they got limited results, and then they got baptized with the Holy Spirit, and then they got maximum results. They saw some miracles before they were baptized, but then when they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, they started to see many, 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 many miracles. That was the common theme. So I was like, man, I want that. That wasn't the Christianity that I had. I don't wanna just read the Bible, I wanna experience the Bible. I want the Holy Spirit to flow through me. How do I do it? Baptism with the Holy Spirit. So I started to beg Pastor Juergen, Pastor Jurgen, I wanna be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And me and Dr. Matt were in a race. Who could be baptized first? <laughs> Everything's a competition. And lo and behold, his wife got baptized before we did, which was still annoying to me. She wasn't even barely a Christian. But she didn't have any hangups in her head, she didn't have any religious spirits from her past. And so Pastor Jurgen said, just stay hungry, stay hungry, stay hungry, it's gonna happen. And so we walk in one night, my wife and I, to a, a youth conference that we didn't know was a youth conference. We just thought Pastor Jurgen was speaking. I don't even think we were going to the church yet. We didn't even come to the church yet, but I just heard he was speaking, and he was the only one I knew who carried power. And so we walk into this meeting, and there's about 100 youth. And immediately we recognize we weren't supposed to be here. <laughs> and so as we're like, Pastor Jurgen turns around, and you know him, he's so inclusive. He's like, Pastor, or he didn't say Pastor, said, I wasn't a pastor. He said, John and Becky, come on. So he gives us a seat, and we're sitting in the front row. I've never sat in the front row. I was usually way back there. And so I'm sitting in the front row, and he's preaching. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've never sat in the front row. I felt naked. I felt like he was going to see all my sins. And. <laughs> So I was like nervous this whole time that, that we're at this, at this meeting. And then at, at the end of the meeting, he, uh, he's done preaching and the worship team goes up. And he starts praying for my wife. And I had been praying for my wife that we could come to awaken because we were going to a different church. And I was like, oh, this is the time. I'm like, Holy Spirit, drop her right now. I wanted her to go undeniably out under the power of God. Because I figured, man, if that happens, we're definitely coming to awaken. He starts to pray and does some cool stuff, but nothing happens. And so then he starts to pray for me. And the second he puts his hand on my chest, I feel like electricity coming through my body. And I was like doing the Holy Ghost, you know, shuffle. Trying to stay up. Because I figured if I fall down, my wife's never going to let us come to awaken. (laughs) Because she didn't believe in any of this stuff. And so I'm, I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. And finally he goes, in the name of Jesus, I baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And power, boom, hit the deck. I start speaking in tongues in a language that I've never learned. I start speaking in tongues, and I'm like. I didn't want my wife to hear me. Because I thought she would think I was crazy. And so I try to get up as, as, as fast as I can and I'm still doing the Holy Ghost jiggle. And then, and then my wife goes, why didn't you just fall down? You look like an idiot. And I was like, babe, I was doing it for you. So that was my baptism experience. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then everything changed. Boldness we went and prayed for a woman and got healed of breast cancer. Like shortly, I didn't even know how to pray. I just knew a verse. Someone just told me like, God, Jesus heals and now I have power. Oh, it's like I put on the cape with the pin. And I was running around just laying hands on people. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. So I was baptized in the, in the Holy Spirit. This is, this is one of the things that is highly contested in churches. This is the the kind of thing that splits churches, which I have no idea why. Why wouldn't you want power? You're okay with miracles, but you don't wanna speak in tongues, even though it's in the same passage of Scripture as a gift of the Holy Ghost. But because people start speaking in tongues, it messes with our heads because we can't understand it. Guess what, you're not supposed to understand it. The Bible says that you're speaking mysteries mysteries you're you're praying the the perfect prayer of the holy ghost the, the the will of god that's what you're praying when you're praying in tongues how do i do it by faith by faith by faith first corinthians fourteen two. paul speaking he says for if you have the ability to speak in tongues you will be talking only to god since people won't be able to understand you you will be speaking by the power of the spirit but it will all be mysterious, verse four. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church, Jude 120. But you, beloved, building yourself up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 14, 18, I thank God, Paul speaking, I speak in tongues more than you all. This is Paul, the author of two-thirds of the New Testament saying, I thank God, I speak in tongues more than you all. Speaking in tongues is a powerful, powerful thing. Like I said, Jesus didn't say, disciples, stay in the upper room and you'll receive power and this will happen. He didn't say anything. The only way they knew power hit them is because they started to speak in languages that they didn't understand. It was a sign that they had received power. And if you look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's really the only gift that makes sense that would immediately let you know that we received power. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you receive all nine gifts. He comes fully loaded. You don't just receive one. You don't just receive wisdom. You don't just receive tongues, interpretation of tongues, discerning of spirits. You don't just receive prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You don't just receive faith, miracles, or healings. You receive all. You have access to all. You have access to all. You used to think you only got one gift. You get all the gifts. You got the Holy Spirit, God himself, living in you and everything that comes with him. (laughs) Romans 8.26, likewise the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for, for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows that the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So one of the things that I do in my prayer life all the time, I always start with praying in tongues, always. And if I don't know what to pray, I get to just pray in tongues. and I let the Holy Spirit pray for me. It's amazing, it's a miracle. It's crazy and stuff starts to happen. God will start to direct your prayers and so you start to pray in English over the things that he wants you to pray for. Quick story, can you guys give me five more minutes, please? Five more minutes? My wife, my wife is is driving on the freeway. She's heading west on the 52. She's praying in tongues, thinking she's praying for our house because we're in the middle of escrow trying to close on a house. This is how many years ago? Five years ago? Five years ago, something like that. She's praying in, in, in tongues, listening to worship music. And as she's coming up to a stop, the traffic stops before her, And she looks in her rearview mirror, and the guy behind her in a truck like an F-150 is is not seeing that the traffic is slowing and is coming at 50, 60 miles an hour behind her. And so now she's almost stopped, praying in tongues, getting louder in tongues, because now she sees in her rearview mirror that this guy is not looking. At the last minute, she sees him look up from her phone and look forward and turn off the road as she kind of puts on the gas and kind of tries to get out of his way he hits her on the side of the car and she goes flying into the median um, right up against a hill that would have gone down on the 52 and right after she comes to and realizes what happened the holy spirit says you thought you were praying for your house you were praying to save your life When you don't know what to pray for, I'm telling you, start to pray in tongues. Start to unlock things in your life. Let the Holy Ghost begin to pray. But don't you need an interpretation? Nope. Doesn't the Bible say you need interpretation, Pastor Morgan? 1 Corinthians 14, 27, 28. By the way, great question. I'm not trying to make fun of your question. This was a question that I had. 1 Corinthians 14, 28, 27 and 28. If anyone speaks in a tongue, he's talking about right before this, says when you, when you all gather together, like this. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three, each in turn and let one interpret. But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. So what this is saying is this if, if I get up on the stage and say I got a word for the church and I begin to speak in tongues, you guys, would, most of you would be like, what is he saying? I would be like, what am I saying? But if that happens, then somebody in the, in the congregation that has a gift of interpretation of tongues would interpret the tongue. And it would be just like a prophetic word that goes on to talk about prophecy. And how, how, how when you prophesy, you're to be judged by the people. Is it right or is it wrong? Is it, is it on track or is it not? But if I'm just in the congregation and worship is, is going and I'm just praying in tongues, I don't need to interpret to you because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. It'd be like if someone was next to me and they were worshiping in Spanish. I don't need an interpreter. They're singing to God. So if I'm, if I'm praying in tongues, I don't need an interpreter. I'm just praying to God. Only if I get up here and I say, hey, I'm going to speak to you, do I need an interpreter. Don't let the stuff that you've heard growing up block the power of God. The devil doesn't want you powerful. He wants you broke and powerless. God wants you prosperous and powerful. He wants you laying hands on people. He wants you prophesying over people. He wants you discerning spirits. He wants you getting words of knowledge and wisdom. He wants you taking authority and casting out devils. That's what he wants you to do. Don't let any of that stuff block you. I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray for people who are like, man, I need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit what better thing to do in 2024 to take your life to the next level than to get baptized? Don't try to figure it out. I didn't ever try to figure it out. I think that's why it happened pretty easily for me because all I wanted was power. I didn't care if I fall down. I didn't care if I stuck to the roof. I didn't care. I just want power. However you wanna do it, Lord. You don't have to fall down You don't have to feel anything. Some people do, some people don't. Everything in the kingdom is by faith. Everything is by faith. So by faith, when we pray, I know, happens almost every week at men's prayer, by the way, and women's prayer. I know by faith the Holy Spirit's gonna come on you. Because the Bible says if you want the Holy Spirit, just ask him and he'll give him to you. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit. He sent the promise of the Father to all so that we could all be filled and empowered to be a witness, to fulfill the full calling that God has on your life, I believe we all need power. So I'm gonna pray for you really quick. Let's just close our eyes really quickly. And I wanna give you an opportunity if you don't know Jesus right now to to, to receive the Holy Spirit, to dwell with you as a receipt that you're going to heaven. And then after that, we're gonna pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you're here and you've never received Jesus, you've never said, Jesus, come into my life. With every eye closed, can you just lift your hand where you are? Is there anybody like that? God bless you. Awesome. Is there anybody else? Over here, thank you. God bless you. Awesome. Is there anybody else? There's a few people. There's a few people. Thank you. Over here again. Another one. Thank you. Another one. Thank you. Incredible. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Everybody with your eyes closed. Thank you over here to my left. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. With our eyes closed, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray a prayer. I'm gonna pray, and then I want you to repeat after me. Everybody in the building, especially those of you that lifted your hand, and I'm telling you, you're gonna receive, like Jesus, breathe on the disciples. He's gonna breathe on you right now. Say these words, everybody. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, I repent from my sins, and I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask Jesus that you would come into my life, that you would send me the Holy Spirit to dwell in me. Today I declare that I am saved, that I am a son or a daughter of Christ. I declare that heaven is my home and God is my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, can we clap for those five five people or so? Come on, come on. This is you. The Holy Spirit is in you right now. Right now. At the end of the service, I want you to stop by our our response lounge and let us give you a book and a Bible. Let us pray for you if you need prayer. And uh, what a decision that you made tonight. Like if there was only one decision you can make in your life, that's the decision. That's the decision. You can go to heaven without being baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you can't go to heaven without receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So I'm so proud of you guys. Why don't we all stand to our feet? And if you're here tonight and you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, but tonight you're willing to take a risk. You're willing to lay down all of your old religious uh, upbringing. Not that that was bad, but maybe some of us have been taught that it's wrong. I am telling you, it happened to me and a lot of us. And it happens every single day. Don't let anything get in the way of you being empowered to do what God's called you to do. So if that's you... I want you to just come down to the front. I'm going to lead you all in a prayer. And then I'm going to lay hands on you briefly. And we're going to watch you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I'll coach you through it. I'll coach you through it. You don't have to know anything. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray a prayer. You guys are gonna repeat after me and all we're gonna do is ask for the Holy Spirit. So I'm gonna pray, you guys are gonna repeat after me. I don't want you to, and after you're done repeating after me, I just want you to put your hands towards heaven and I want you to get in receive mode. Receive mode. The Bible says that you shall receive not strive for not hope for not beg for just receive power some of you are going to not be able to help yourself you're going to start speaking in tongues you're going to start speaking in a language that you didn't learn to speak you got to make a noise right you god's not going to violate your will to 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 speak in tongues you have to make a noise but by faith we're going to believe that we receive and then we're going to take a step of faith and start to speak whatever comes out of your out of your belly whatever comes out of your spirit just begin to speak it just begin to speak it so we're going to pray then you're going to be quiet and you're just going to receive i'm going to pray for you and then myself and our ministry team are just going to start laying hands on you and you're going to by faith begin to make an utterance whatever comes out of you amen we got we all got it we all got it okay just turn your palms towards heaven you can close your eyes open your eyes doesn't matter And just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, the Bible says that you are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and power and fire. So right now, Lord, I ask for the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that the Bible says that if we want the Holy Spirit, all we got to do is ask. So right now I ask, Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Spirit and power in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I receive you now. Okay, now just begin to speak whatever comes out in the name of Jesus right now. Jesus, I pray that you would baptize every one of these people with the Holy Spirit and with fire and with power, in Jesus' name.
0: Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages